The board and the expedition party are sitting around a table in a meeting room towards the top of High Tower. Marigold is before Arcane Academic Ardain, Teramu before Director Fallbrook, and Sludge before Senior Surveyor Humphrey Artemis. The board is wrapping up the trimester review when Fallbrook finishes with, We could become gods. We see the faces of the expedition party bug-eyed, slack-jawed, or both. Teramu is looking to Fallbrook in stunned awe. Sludge looks at Marigold with excited disbelief, and Marigold looks back with trepidation. We pan from them, out of the walls of Hightower and far above. We look down at the whole of, tr- the whole of Hightower District, which sits along the red dirt south bank of the impossibly large Mesa Lake, with no end in sight. Trees keep to the banks of Mesa Lake and the river, uh, uh, trees keep to the banks of Mesa Lake and the river, but a few well-tended trees from the elven motherland highlight the city streets. Their dusty green leaves shine in the late summer sherp in the late summer sherbet sunlight and rustle in the cool, dry breeze. Days and nights pass. The light of the morning sun bathes away the chill night darkness. The breeze picks up and becomes brisk gusts of wind that begin to steal the now rusting leaves from their branches. Autumn is setting in, and winter will follow. Then there is a large spark of light seen through the span of plate glass windows on High Tower's ground level. We descend from the sky and see that dust had when we we descend from the sky and see that dust has dust has filled the room, and we pass in through the windows. The air clears. Kelamel Hermisalis, the head dwarf, head, the dwarf head Yugen researcher of Bailiff, walks out from the middle of the room, silver wad, silver wand held delicately in hand. In front of him is the prone figure of Marigold. Cal stops short and aims his wand at her torso. Cal lowers his brow and says, "Now this what? Now this is one for me." Marigold, what do you do? I'm going to... I'm going to kick out his legs out from underneath him and dodge all out of the way. <laughs> nice, nice. Sweet. Uh, is that a, a strength? Or uh, how, do we, how should we roll that? Um, my immediate thought was dexterity. I feel okay. like this is a dexterity. I feel like this is more of a dexterity thing. Good, I'm much better at that. That's 12. <laughs> That's a 12. That's 12. This is going to be a dexterity thing for him, too. Um, let me get his sheet up. That's important. Um, there you are. Hello, Cal. Cool. That was a 12? That yes. was an 8. E- 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 <laughs> um, yeah, um, on your hands and knees, you do a quick spin and kick the feet um, right out from under him, and he just comes crashing down and you're able to dodge out of the way. Nice. Um, can I follow up with a cantrip? Um, I feel like I feel like that's a movement and an action. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, then I'm just dodging out of the way. Cool. Okay. Uh, Cal is now knocked prone, and he grunts as he hits the, gra- the ground hard. Um, mm. uh, he thinks quickly and grabs his, uh, his silver wand, points, at you, points it at you, and starts to cast a spell. Um, be cool if I knew what that's... if I, I know what the spell is, but... Okay, here we go. Oh my god. As he extends his hand and points the wand at you, you can see these uh, kind of ethereal silver translucent flames start to gather at the tip of his wand. Um, it's gonna be a ranged spell attack. Uh, what's your AC? Mine 
it is fourteen. Fourteen. I should have told you what. Oh, I roll. I rolled a fourteen plus whatever. So, um, oops. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the ga- the flames start to gather around the tip of his wand as you're dodging out of the way. Um, and uh, yeah, he f- uh, the flames stop in a ball of silver wa- of a silver light and then shoot out at your dodging form, hitting you right in the back. And you, that's a d10. That was not the roll. Seven. Um, And you take seven points of non-lethal damage as you feel this warm thunk against your back. (laughs) (laughs) And then try and brace myself, and then uh, I think maybe some of her hair is coming loose from her bun. Um... Uh, am I knocked down or anything, or just, um, it just hits me? It just hits you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cal's, like, sitting there, breathing heavily. <laughs> like I said, one for me. One for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point, you hear a delicate, a, a, a delicate clapping from above. <laughs> um, you are standing in the middle of this large open room with this hard-packed dirt flooring. Um, towards the north end of the room is this uh, this wooden balcony, and on top of it you see Ardane looking down at you uh, with their uh, a gleaming smile as they clap their hands. And, uh, Sludge, where are you in this room? <laughs> I imagine I'd be next to Ardane. Are you just standing next to Ardane, or are you, like, sitting on the railing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just standing next to Ardane, you know, just like hands on the railing, or like a probably just a like shoulders crossed and head resting on him, you know, just like shoulders mm. crossed on the railing, what shoulders, arms crossed on the <laughs> railing, with my head resting on my arms, just watching. Right, nice. Um, Ardane is clapping, uh, like a little golf clap as they contact their fingers to the bottom of their other palm. Um, and says, very good, very good. Uh, Miracle, so much style. And Cal, I know you won that one, but you know what we say about gloating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know what you say about gloating. (laughs) Cal kind of looks down and kicks the dirt. Still won. I'm going to cast Mage Hand and kind of uh, pull his c- cloak over his head. <laughs> Can I do that? Uh, dexterity ah! check. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I, I rolled a 19, plus um, if it's my dex, then it's 22. <laughs> <laughs> One second, we need to... Already. It's <laughs> like old times. Just like old times. <laughs> Your tooth is loose. Fucking, it should be hurting you. <laughs> he stopped barking for like a week because his tooth is falling out, but he got used to it, so now he's back to his full power. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're able to like pull Cal's like hood of his cloak like up and down over his head. <laughs> and it startles him <laughs> as he tries to like shrug it off. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna like dart to the other side of him and like give him a playful shove. <laughs> he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. 
He nice. falls over with a thunk, with a hearty dwarven thunk of a body, and you just hear him grumble. <laughs> Sludge, did you say you wanted to do something? Or were you going to say something? Oh, it's way too late for that. Oh no. Dakota, where does thunk fall on the scale between twink and hunk? <laughs> Uh, Exact middle, I guess. (laughs) Twink, thunk, thunk, hunk. (laughs) Um, our name speaks up and says, "All right, now, well, take your places again, and we can start. Start. We can start anew." Uh, Cal, that is two points to you, and Marigold, three to you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fix my hair and then um, go to our starting positions. <laughs> yeah, Cal uh, gets up and, like, rustles off his cloak and, like, throws it to the side. Um, and he, like, undoes his huge, like, man bun of his <laughs> thick black hair and then redoes it as strands were uh, kind of just, like, falling in his face. Um, <laughs> and you go towards, like, the middle the middle of the room, um, and you guys are paced about uh, 20 feet apart from each other. Um, wands at the ready. Uh, Marigold, you also have a silver wand in hand. Uh, these wands were given to you by Ardain, who said that these are special practice wands that they use at the, ac- at the academy specifically used for wizard duels, but intended not to harm anyone uh, during it. So all damage is thankfully uh, reduced to non-lethal damage. That means that there's no holding back. (laughs) (laughs) That also means there is no holding back. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um... Yeah, uh, so you guys uh, take your places, um, and Ardain says, On your marks, get set. And they snap their finger, and the sound of uh, cracking lightning appears um, as they cast Prestidigitation. Uh, roll initiative. Ooh, not ideal. That's a 12. That's a 21. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn, Cal. (laughs) Damn, Cal, back at it again. (laughs) Damn it. Um, at this point, Cal is going to, uh, cast, uh, yeah, they, like, um, they delicately hold their wand in their hand, and with a little with a quick flourish, uh, marking out a sigil in front of them. Uh, this opulent, uh, translucent wall of force comes up between them and kind of covers their body. Um, I'm gonna have to. Oh, oh the magic counter, by the way, is at two. That is a twelve. Um, should we describe? Should we just explain wild magic now? Double in. Why don't Why don't you explain it now, and then if you want to reword it later, you you can. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, like I said before, the wild magic counter is currently at two. Um, the rules have changed for season two. Uh, wild magic is wildly uh, unprod. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you say? Wild magic is wildly. Oh. 
Thank you. <laughs> Wild magic is unpredictable. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> wild magic is wildly unpredictable um, in Renfrey. Not only uh, not as common as in other D and D games, but just unpredictable. Which means that a variant rule set of wild magic that a sorcerer that a certain subclass of sorcerers use uh, is being applied to all magic users. Um, whenever you cast a spell of level one or higher, uh, you will one you increase the current counter uh, by one. And then you roll a straight d20, uh, and if you get a value equal to the wild counter or lower, you then activate it. Um, doing that causes a wild magic effect to occur. It uh, forfeits the spell that you were intending to use, unless you are a sorcerer um, who casts the spell and has wild magic effects. Uh, but uh, for other classes, you forfeit the spell you intended to use, consume your spell slot, and roll on your own specific wild magic table with uh, general class and character specific uh, effects on it. And then those effects transpire, and the counter is reset to one. So Cal has just kept Cal. Cal has just uh, has, uh, in the last round he used a a level one spell, and in this round he's using another level one spell. Uh, seeing that he is currently losing, but at a hair's margin. But he rolled a 15 and greatly uh, outdid the wild magic DC. So the counter is now set to 3. And it is Marigold's turn. Nice. So I'm going to use my bonus action as a rogue to run out of the way. And I want to take cover. Um, is oh, What's there for me to take cover behind in this room? Um, like if any. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there is some cover to be taken here. Uh, this is a flat, hard-packed dirt room um, with plate glass uh, surrounding walls to the outside. Uh, but in the last round, Cal cast uh, Move Earth, which uh, caused a boulder to erupt from the ground. Uh, that you had just jumped out of the way from Marigold. Uh, mm -hmm. So there was a, a halfling-sized boulder um, just about uh, ten feet away from you. Nice. I'm going to um, take um, I go and duck behind the boulder, and I'm going to uh, peek my head over the top of it and try and fire off a shot. So... Um, for the spells I'm able to use, is there like a ranged spell attack imbued into this wand that I can use, or um, is it just a conduit for magic I know how to use? It is only a conduit for magic you know how to use. It is only an arcane focus. Also, I just realized that shield is a reaction move and not an action move, but it is, it's it is your reaction. game. <laughs> it is. Oh well. Bad move on Cal's part, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur mistake. <laughs> Uh, I cast Detect Magic. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> oh, God. I need a zinger. Hmm. Fuck. Um... I'm going to hit him with Tasha's. <laughs> I just hit him with Tasha's. Um... 
and this will be four for me. I'll just, uh, I think she'll just like shout four and uh, <laughs> hit him with one of those. He needs to make a wisdom save against 12. A wisdom save against 12? Yeah. Cool. In this moment, I'd like to be, I would like to use bend luck oh. against Cal. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, what does Ben Luck do? When another that? creature, when another creature you can see makes an attack, ability check, or saving throw, you may use your reaction to spend two sorcery points to roll one d four to apply a bonus or penalty to that creature's roll. You may do this after the creature's roll, but before the effect. <laughs> Sucks. I like oh. to do that. Oh my god! It's part. It's part of my level six uh, sorcerer origins. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, what does it look like you're doing, Sludge, <laughs> to cast this? I think I'm just gonna like take my hand out from like you know one of the hands that I'm sitting on and just like kind of point it at him. <laughs> cool. Cursed. Uh, Arcane did not catch that. <laughs> Arcane Arcane is too enthralled by this. Um, so, so Cal has disadvantage on this, huh? Yeah, it's just like, I, I, I will roll a 1d4, and then that will be applied to his roll. Oh, that would be applied to the roll? Yeah, so like, I, I'm gonna, I'll, like, let's see what this is. He has four, whatever he rolls, it's minus four. Ah, uh, that's cool. The minus four from me. Uh, that's six minus four, two <laughs> plus two is four. I don't think that beats a Twelve, that's it. Rough. Mars. It was a twelve. It was a twelve. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What happens, Miracle? Oh, did he? Did he lose? Didn't you roll a twelve? No, I said no. I said no. No. Yeah. Cal got a four (laughs) against your (laughs) twelve. Um, yeah, no, um, Marigold goes like, this is four for me. Four! And then hits him with the spell, which he is seized upon with an uh, uncontrollable fit of laughter, even though he doesn't actually find it that funny. And then he is not prone. I, uh, it's literally gonna floor him. Um, yeah, Cal, uh, anticipating a normal ranged attack again, yes. <laughs> um, gets hit with this, uh, <laughs> fit of laughter, and he just starts buckling at the knees as he's, at this, as this laughter, this horrible laughter, this horrible, painful laughter, rocks him backwards, falling down oh, onto his back. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> he falls backwards, rage in his eyes. <laughs> Marigold scrambles to the top of the boulder and then just like throws up a four on her fingers. <laughs> Ardane starts clapping again, and you can see that they're also like chuckling to themselves. <laughs> I think Marigold's the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, you shouldn't have cast the shield spell so suddenly. <laughs> they say as they're clapping. <laughs> it's a reaction spell, honey. <laughs> Cal sustains 50 points of psychic damage and dies instantly. 
Again? (laughs) (laughs) The laughter subsides and (laughs) Cal gets up. (laughs) I was I was expecting a conventional ranged attack. (laughs) You see. Conventional, but we're not we're not even at WizCon eighteen twenty two, Cal. And I'm gonna hit him with Toshes again. <laughs> Make another save. Wait, is Toshes hideous is that a level one spell or is that a cantrip? Oh shit, those are level ones. Okay, so um I need to roll two D tens now. Uh no you have to uh, you have to roll for wild magic first. Uh, yeah. And that's a D twenty? Uh yeah, roll against uh uh four uh five. Mm-hmm. I rolled three. Uh-oh. You rolled three. Uh-oh. I rolled a three. <laughs> cool. That means we get to have our first wild magic um effect. <laughs> yes. So early. <laughs> so early to the game. Can you say this is happening on the second time I try and cast Tasha's? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So in that case, you will have to roll a one d fifty five, I believe. Okay. Wait, is it wait, is uh, it wait, is this wizard spell or warlock spell? This is a wiz- this is an innate spell. Okay. Um in that case you need to roll 1d 136. 136. 101. 101. 101. Wizard, wizard spell 101. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh mechanics. This is going to be fun. 101. Yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> uh miracle one or two two <laughs> uh what was it you what was your singer again miracle <laughs> we're not even at WizCon eighteen twenty two. and then you point your 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 silver wand at cal and he reduces in size <laughs> by half <laughs> As he's on the ground, you just see this dwarf shrink to half his size. <laughs> and you <laughs> I think there's like some like sparks that like fire from your wand at first as it kind of like malfunctions. And then there's just silence in the room, stunned silence, and you hear Cal say, Why did it get why did the room get bigger? <laughs> Mirko's like puts her hands over her mouth like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I didn't... um I, can I like rush over and pick him up <laughs> how much smaller is he now scoop him up like a little bug uh, he's like uh he's like a he's he's two feet tall <laughs> I'm gonna pick him up like a like a toddler and like hold him out to our day like oh no our day this is gonna be forever. <laughs> Oh no, Marigold! <laughs> you did a wild magic. No, no, I didn't. I meant to do this. I have perfect control of my posture. And you don't know if this is gonna last a lot uh, forever or not, huh? It's not gonna last forever. <laughs> no, Marigold, you cast wild magic, so uh, uh, actually, it should be going off now. And then you see that uh. <laughs> Make a strength saving throw. <laughs> Natural twenty. <laughs> um, 
as Ardane says that, um, <laughs> uh, Cal grows back to his original size, and you start to lose balance, but you you, you have sturdy legs that you like. Ugh, you keep locked, um, and you're able to hold. <laughs> you're able to keep hold of Cal as you cradle him in your arms. This dwarf who's like a foot taller than you, I think. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and he just looks very upset and <laughs> spurned right now. <laughs> she's she's gonna let go and like dust herself off. Like I'm a match game set. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Marigold, that was a concentration spell that you just accidentally cast. And, uh, unless you don't know the particulars of that spell, that should just... Those wild magic spells should go away within about, uh, six seconds. Six seconds, okay. Cal <laughs> grumbles had better that than a damaging spell. <laughs> Some sort of evocation. <laughs> Yes, and that's exactly why we're practicing control in these dueling classes. <laughs> Gonna fold my arms and face away from him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> guy, I swear to God. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Did Sludge indicate to me at all about what they were doing with the bend luck thing? I don't think so. I think all you would have seen if you were looking is like <clears throat> Sludge just like outstretch one of her arms and just kind of like have her arm just kind of just like stretched out like elbow at like her other hand as she's resting her head. Now her hand's just kind of like dangling over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggle her fingers at him. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, uh, just like doing <laughs> finger thumb. stuff. My <laughs> God! Great. Um, <laughs> and that's why you should always be careful with magic. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's good that we are practicing our control of our magical abilities uh, at this time. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think about what Cal's relationship with Sludge is. I don't think they've talked a lot, so I don't think Cal really knows about Sludge's behavior of antics. Chaos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know that, like, they're a sorcerer. Sludge, does Sludge just, like, hang out during wizard duels sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> Probably does this shit. Doesn't <laughs> doing this shit the whole time. <laughs> Sludge's um, Marigold's good luck charm and Cal's bad luck charm. Exactly. Sludge's a luck charm. <laughs> good luck, bad luck, I don't need any of it. <laughs> well, that was very good from all of you. Uh, Ardane says. <laughs> uh, 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 are we gonna call it there? Oh, come on, I, gotta, I always got... More in me, you know. <laughs> I have my whole life of not being able to do magic, so I can just I can keep on going if we need to. Oh, I think we. I think now is. A, I know we usually go to uh, four or five, but uh, I think we should. We can call it uh, square for now, especially with uh, the autumn festival on the way. It's good to have a have a a, a, va- a vacation now and then, especially with 
you going out, so both, all three of you, Sludge, Cal, and Miracle going out into the wild so, so soon. Uh, that reminds me, are, uh, Miracle, are, are you going? Miracle and Sludge, are you going to the Autumn Festival? I, uh, I mean, of course, it's an important cultural event and Bayleaf and, well, I wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got plans for it. Oh, you got plans? Yeah. Well, I'm sitting there. <laughs> well, don't, well, be sure to bring your, your costumes. Everyone loves to dress up for the autumn festival. And scare oh, away no. those scare costumes. away those spirits. <laughs> yes. I need to finish my costume! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. <laughs> so it's just laughs a little bit. Not even at Marigold. Just, just having a good time like, in general. Just in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evil. Well, you have to bring your costumes. I, w- I wish I could dress up for the Autumn Festival. You can't? No, well, I can, but it's a very specific uh, type of dressing up. I only really get uh, one sort of dressing up to do. Uh, you know of the, the, the ceremonies and all, don't you? Um, can I do a history check? Uh, yes, you can. Oh, <laughs> off the table! No! No, like, 12? 12? No, nope, 14, 14. 14? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Sludge, do you want to do a history check, or do you not care? <laughs> Could I do a history check with advantage? Because I'm assuming Sludge would have been here for the last yeah. festival. Oh, yeah, Sludge lives here, so she should know. Right? That's that's true. And Sludge is an elf, but this is yeah. more of a high elf thing. This oh, is not okay. so much of a wood elf thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At least uh, wood elves do not uh, participate in this in the same way that high elves mm-hmm. participate in this. Um, Sludge, you know about this festival. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sludge and Marigold, um, you would know that the true name for the Autumn Festival is the closing of the gates. It's a, a very popular and well-known uh, bit of mythos in the Elven world, um, and Kayan has uh, in many places spread out beyond the Elven world. Uh, the Elves believe that they've come, that they are uh, non-mortal plane beings who came from a place known as the Fae, which as yet has very little evidence to its existence. Um, but in the event of the closing of the plains, uh, monsters and uh, evil spirits would flee, uh, flood out of the plane, out of the fey, um, into the mortal mortal realm, uh, especially around the times of autumn and winter, the times when the when the nights were darkest and longest. Uh, in this time, uh, Saloon, uh, the god of the moon, uh, sacrificed herself and actually became the moon, is said. But her power was not absolute, which is why the moon will always wax and wane, leaving the night dark at times. Darker than usual at times. Two, and so, the evil spirits continued to flee out from the Fae into the mortal realm, causing havoc. Um, and to stop this, uh, the elves, the high elves, gathered together, and the high elves gathered together and agreed to shut off the gates between the two worlds. Uh, Delior, uh, an elf of no gender, 
from long, long ago, uh, an archmage, one of the greatest archmages in uh, elf mythos, sacrificed their lives to uh, use up all their power uh, to see through, uh, or use up all their power to cut the ties that uh, bound the Fae and the uh, a mortal plane together. So, um, and this happened around autumn. Uh, supposedly, this happened tomorrow, about uh, 3,000 years ago. Uh, the start, what are, uh, towards the start of record, quote-unquote, recorded elf history. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, tomorrow is the wor- uh, celebration of Delior uh, as Sludge, or um, it is the celebration of Delior, and as some elf traditionalists and saloon lovers will say, also just as much a celebration of uh, a saloon who gave her life to become the moon. <laughs> so, uh, sludge, um, you would have ah, roll of advantage, actually. Yeah, history check. History or... check. Yeah. God damn. Uh... Where is that? I just want to double check. Yeah, five. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, I rolled a nat one, by the way, and the five. So. You, most, <laughs> you know these bits from what people just said and being an elf, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you came to this uh, last year, um, you saw it mostly as how most elves these days see it, as a way to get, get all the gaieties in before the long dark sets in. A time for drinking good drink, eating good food, and partying in costume and in fun outfits. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ardane says, uh, uh, yes, uh, well, you being of, uh, well, royal family, and uh, uh, being a Deliorian myself, uh, I represent Delior uh, in the pageant that occurs in the uh, at the beginning that sets off the, the the grand autumn festival here in town. So I must dress as Delior was uh, uh, said to said to have dressed in mythos. Oh, well, I'm going to be so excited to see that. Um, my costume, when I get it done, I think you're going to love it, Ardane. It's going to be a real bang-up job. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still need to go get my costume. Oh, you better. It is tomorrow, after all. You better hurry up. All the costume shops are uh, running out of stock. Don't worry. I already have it on. I already know where it is. Oh, good. An old costume. Or one you've already prepared. Smart thinking, <laughs> Sludge. <laughs> yeah, it is prepared, I'll tell you. Gonna <laughs> 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 stand up straight. <laughs> well, uh, uh, oh, Cal, I think actually it's uh, about time we uh, uh, get to our own uh, high tower studies. And Cal says, oh, yes, I guess it is about that time. Um, Shall we get going, Ardane? Yes, of course. Um, <clears throat> Cal uh, walks over to... Um, Cal's wearing these... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word for pants. 
Uh, trousers? Trousers, yeah. Um, he's wearing these, like, loose-fitting loose, loose fitting trousers that are, like, kind of dirty from the battle, um, and a loose-fitting linen tunic. That um, And he walks over to um, the balcony where there are some shelves, um, and he takes off his, he starts taking off his clothes to put on his more uh, academia uh, regal He has to change clothing. his outfit to go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get the books dirty. <laughs> um, and as he does so, uh, Marigold, you see, as you've always seen when he does this, um, uh, that you see a pink crystal that has been magically embedded into the sternum of his chest. Uh, you remember this as being the crystal that now holds part of his soul um, after the events at the end of last season when his soul was trapped between uh, his body and your Yugen. Uh, he, he and Ardain uh, went under a procedure of sorts to embed the crystal uh, into his chest to make sure that he never lost such an important artifact. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A, a pacemaker of sorts. <laughs> yeah, she's still she's still grumpy at home, but she's gonna like kind of lean up against the door, and I think she's she's waiting for him so they can head out together. I think they usually head out together. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he gets into his little um, <clears throat> his a uh, dark navy suit of sorts, um, with a little blazer on um he <clears throat> his hair is still pulled back and he uh he has he now has his glasses on um as he and he walks over to the door and gives you like a not a strained smile but a smile that seems strained if you did not know cal <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll give him another tight-lipped smile and like one curt nod and like Hold a hand out for him to go first. <laughs> <laughs> he bows respectfully and walks through. Marigold, she had her um, her scarf and sweater on like a hook. Like she didn't need that for the fight. And she's going to grab those <laughs> and put those on and follow after him. Nice. Um, Ardain is uh, short to follow. Um, sorry, um, Ardain is short to follow and, ca- and catches up to you with their long, striding legs. <laughs> um, and kind of uh, uh, takes place uh, uh, next to Cal as they stride down the halls. And Ardain's stride obviously slows. Because <laughs> we are so small. <laughs> we are such small people. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Marigold, that uh, at around this time um, during the week, uh, uh, Cal and Ardain go off to the observatory to continue their own uh, Bailiff Hightower uh, specific work in the observatory. Mm-hmm. Are you just following them around? Um, am I allowed to follow them? <laughs> um, they have to, uh, you are not allowed, uh, uh, you're not allowed to unfortunately go into the observatory itself um, when they are under, uh, when they're working. Mm-hmm. I think... I'm going to split off from them, and I want to go, um, I, I took my word, I need to finish up my costume. <laughs> nice. I'm going to go back to my room. Cool. Uh, Sledge, what are you doing? I think I was just kind of lagging behind up until, like, 
you know, I couldn't follow them anymore. Now I think I want to go find, I don't know, can I go talk to, like, Fallbrook or something? Uh, like, if I can bug Ardane. <laughs> <laughs> so you follow them all the way up to uh, the top of Hightower? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, God. I keep trying to follow them until somebody's like, "No, you can't come in here." And I'm like, "Okay." God. Yeah. I think this has happened a few times. <laughs> so they're like, just kind of like talking to themselves as you follow behind them like a specter, um, and they just kind of like ignore you. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> Um, as you, if you're just, like, trailing behind them and not trying to interact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and you get to, you follow them all the way up to the observatory where they're talking about, um, as they talk about, like, what new studies they're going to be doing or, like, what their, uh, goals are for today. Uh, who's going to take on what duties, um, who's going to research which journals and whatnot. Um, and then they get to, uh, the top of high tower where uh there's that one door that leads up into the observatory um and they enter inside and ardane uh is that is inside the door frame and looks at your uh looks at you slot and says well this is where you get off <laughs> closes the door Idling. I guess this is where I get off. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, I think I'll just like turn around and start making my way down. Maybe like just wandering until I see somebody I know. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. you you start heading down, wandering through the halls lackadaisily. Um, and you see a familiar face round a corner. Uh, you see a half-elf man in full tweed and goatee and very uh, uh, nicely waxed goatee. Uh, Humphrey Artemis. He sees you at the same time that you see him and his eyes go wide. <laughs> and, you know, and you hear him call from about 50 feet away. Ah, slugs! <laughs> That's the sorceress I was looking for! And he comes striding over to you. <laughs> I just stand there with a big smile on my face, just like put my put my hands on my hips, you know, just like just power pose, fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm like, what can I do for you? That's not I've been looking all over you or one of your party members. Uh, do you know where Teremy is? No, but I think I should. <laughs> Always keep track of your party members. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what are you up to? What's going on here? What do you need me for? Well, uh, I'm looking for therapy, and uh, it's because of your uh, the new uh, uh, forge and gatherer ma- uh, forge and gatherer manager has uh, just arrived, and uh, I think he would be a. Uh, I believe. <laughs> Sorry. You're squeaking. <laughs> I think a Teremy would be a, 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 the perfect fit for uh, showing him the ropes. God, well, um, I don't really know where he is. I, 
I feel like maybe he had a thing or something. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I really should have kept track of where the hell he's gone. But <laughs> he's gonna be eating away. Oh no, well, he'll, for he'll turn up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Go fight someone who doesn't know. Maybe Miracle will know. <laughs> Toodaloo! And he turns around and walks off. Um, as he does so, uh, um, Sludge, uh, as he like turns, like walks around and turns away, you notice that there was someone standing behind Humphrey the entire time, and you just didn't realize it. Uh, you see this uh, average-sized elf. Um, uh, wood elf in these dusty, just the dustiest sage green uh, elven traveler's clothes uh, you could imagine. He has a big uh, pack of adventuring gear on his back with a guitar, an old beat-up guitar strapped to it. And he has uh, these big, poofy black curls um, that stream uh, down from his face. And he wears a wide-brimmed traditional uh, wood elf traveler's hat that is a little too big for him. And he has just the darkest rings under his eyes. And he doesn't even recognize you or give you any attention. Uh, actually, no, he does. Uh, he stops and he looks at you. And he looks at your hat. And just your whole person. And you hear him say, nice hat. And he walks <laughs> off with Humphrey. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> even respond. No, he's walking off. <laughs> oh my god. I want to cast detect thoughts on that guy. Who is he? Who is this? Who is this? Um, god. You, you, you want to cast detect thoughts? Yeah. That's a level one spell, isn't it? It sure is. I thought it was level two. Oh, right. it level two? Cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool too. Uh, roll, uh, roll a d20 against one. Six. Cool. <laughs> um, let's read detect thoughts again, shall we? Um, it is. Oh, it's on the you initially learn um, the surface thoughts of the creature, what is yep. most on its mind in that moment. As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper. Um, ah, what are the initial thoughts on this creature? Um, this creature? <laughs> This creature. This freak. <laughs> this depressed elf. <laughs> um Yeah, uh you kind of, you hear this you detect thoughts on this creature and first you just hear this low discordant drone in their head. <laughs> and then and then you hear these echoing uh, soft thoughts in your head that just say, why am I here? <gasps> Can't believe Jeremiah sent me here. Oh my god! No! Jeremy's a depressed sibling? Who is this? Oh no! Oh my god, is he wearing the poultry green? No, he's not. No. He's what? wearing a dusty, dusty sage green. Mm. <laughs> mm. Who the hell is this, I wonder? Can't be a poulter, then? Nope. <laughs> god damn it. Oh my god. It's like... This 
elf. <laughs> These two elves, one half elf, disappear. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that name before, so. No, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what a Teramaya is. <laughs> <laughs> God. It's Teramaya. <laughs> God. Do you think I would have enough time to try and read Humphrey's thoughts as well? Um, how, uh, 30 feet? Um, I think you'd have to let, no, he's, he's like far off. You'd have to like, kind of like run forward to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. It has a range? Yep. Yes. Oh. Well, all right. No, you can mind. read anyone's thoughts in the world. <laughs> uh, Just think about Humphrey really hard and like track him down with your mind. <laughs> what is he thinking Mr. about right now? There it is, yeah, okay. The range was in the spot that it normally is. So I was like, what? Um, okay, yeah, uh, I don't think I'm gonna follow them, I'm not really that interested. Um, okay. It's just Humphrey. <laughs> it's <laughs> just Humphrey. And there's like that guy who just like complimented by a hat, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fuck with them. Like, I'm just gonna leave them alone, that's enough for me. Give me attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think to myself, like, where's Fallbrook? I just <laughs> saw Humphrey a Saturday, and I'm like, not itching. I need to see her. I feel like shit, just want her back. <laughs> All of us for the past couple months. Um, it's early morning um, right now. Uh, it's about, uh, probably say like 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. Um, gotta get up early for Wizard Duel. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you, uh, the past month, most of your time is been spent, well, one, with your partners, but two, uh, bugging the, the board as much as you could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know that you can generally find, uh, you never know where you can find Humphrey, he just appears and disappears, um. Ardane has a set schedule, albeit a complex one. And then uh, Fallbrook's mornings are usually pretty clear. Um, and you know that you can generally find her um, in the botanical garden. The, the greenhouse botanical garden of Hightower. Absolutely makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to make my way over to the botanical garden. It's going to be like, you know, it's early in the morning. I was kind of just, I'm still waking up, you know, I got up. Early, just early enough to go to Wizard Duel, and then I was just kind of watching, mm-hmm. you know, just like sleepily, and then just slowly dawns on me like, duh, she's in, she's in the botanical gardens where else? <laughs> um, yeah, you uh, head your way down to the bottom of high, t- uh, back down to the bottom of High Tower, and to the botanical garden, uh, the fir- one of the first places that you visited here, second places you visited here when you first came here. And after a little bit of searching, it's not the biggest of gardens, but there's some obstructed views and pathways. Uh, you see Fulbrook. Uh, she's holding, uh, see with her bespectacled, uh, hawkish face, her eagle cane in hand. Um, and in her other hand, she's holding a, a nice ceramic cup of tea. Um, and she's in kind of loose fitting, uh, clothing, uh, just some kind of like, Warm, uh, warm, uh, kind of bedwear, almost. 
Um, oh, she's just getting up. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's kind of like doing her little walk around the greenhouse as she normally is. Okay. Um, I want to like approach her, but in a way that like makes my presence known before actually seeing me. Like, I don't want. I want her to be aware that somebody else is there. So she doesn't get scared, you know, like <laughs> if I'm walking down the street at night or something and somebody's in front of me, I'll just start stomping really loud. Like there's someone behind you. <laughs> They're going to fucking get you. <laughs> uh, Terminator ass walk. That much, like, I'll just like start whistling, you know, it's like a uh, well, little tune that little, I may have heard. Yeah, a little whistle and also the, the paths are made out of gravel. So it's, you have your crunchy footsteps. Um, mm-hmm. as you approach her. Um, and before you start even... kicking the gravel too, just like making a little, little extra rock noise. rock at her while you're at it. It's <laughs> like a big pumpkin rock. <laughs> um, yeah, as you, uh, as you approach, um, before she even turns to look at you, um, you hear her speak up. She says, ah, hello, Sludge. Right on time, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> big smile on my face I'm just like oh Brooke good morning how are you doing <laughs> uh, she half turns towards you and she has a sleepy smile on her face so I'm doing quite well uh, just uh, I'm just about getting up getting ready for the uh, adventures of today <laughs> how about you Sludge did you sleep well enough i mean i am a bit tired i got up so i could go watch the wizard duel thing like, <laughs> like with ardane and uh cal and uh, marigold i just think i would know that one first huh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you, you get, get to know exactly who's you sludge is <laughs> fixated on right now <laughs> uh, my new best friends <laughs> god it's a lot of fun like Okay, we like we're we're pretty much leaving like super soon, right? Like how many days until we leave? Are you asking me or are you asking Fallbrook? Asking you. Uh, you guys are about you guys are planning to leave in about a week. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna be like, hey, you know, I think it's been long enough. Uh, I can't keep it a secret anymore. So like, I've been going to these every so often, and I'm just been like, just. It's just kind of fun to fuck with it, you know? Just like little. <laughs> just, I'm just bending the luck of like everything that's going on. Just like, I don't know. Maybe make a spell go wrong. It's kind of funny. Ardane hasn't even noticed. <laughs> it's hard to imagine Ardane not noticing it. something like that. Huh? It's hard to, it's hard to imagine Ardane not noticing something like that. I know, right? That's why it's so fun. Like, like the first time I did it, I figured that I was gonna get, like snapped at or something. Or like, I remember that one time. Well, I don't know if you remember, but like one time I tried casting a spell around them, and they like they stopped it. And it sucked, but they haven't done that. So it just makes me think that they don't know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know more about magic than me, but I don't think it's wise to be messing with the arcane developments of these two grand wizards. Oh, well, you can't, can't call them that. That's something else. Isn't it? 
<laughs> These two fledgling arcane users. There we go. <laughs> it's not like I'm doing it all the time. Maybe just like, just like, well, there's usually maybe like nine, ten rounds out of these things, and I'm just like doing it like maybe once every like every time, you know, like once a once in one of those rounds, you know, once a day, yeah. <laughs> once a day, yeah, like um, once a day. Yeah, Scott there we go. Going to Fallbrook, like to confess, like at a church, like. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's my therapist. I, I chose her. He's my therapist. Nice therapist. <laughs> Fallbrook's my therapist. Uh, I, the music Fallbrook, I, I can just vibe with Fallbrook. I got fucking all these like plant people that I'm hanging out with, and then like Fallbrook's here, who's also a plant person. I'm just like, and yeah. Also your this therapist. Person. Yeah. Also, my therapist. I'm just like gotta tell. I don't know. And also, like my boss, but all, they they feel like a cool boss that I like. I'm just like, yeah, this person rocks. I can tell them anything. Probably, giving our, probably going around giving Fallbrook like all the fucking hot goss, you know. <laughs> and that's a, the current playlist is currently an Elven Colony. Forgot to say that. Um, cool. Gosh, it's about a week until you. Uh, go back out into the wilds. Do you feel prepared, Sludge? Prepared as it'll ever be. I mean, definitely a lot better than when I was leaving originally, you know? Because, like, that was just us. Now we got, like, a team. You know, like, a, a full team. We got, like, a caravan. It'd be nice to have one of those. I'm excited to meet all the people that are going to be on it. Yes, we have a most almost everyone assembled, except for a few fledglings. I feel the uh, Forge Master is supposed to come today. And then we have. I just, I just saw him actually. At least I think I saw him. Um, Humphrey came up to me. And he was looking for Teremy, but I don't know where the hell that guy is. But um, <laughs> he had there, he he mentioned the Forge Master and that Teremy would be like a good person to show him around. And there was like this little dude who just seemed so depressed. My God, but he likes my hat, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Off Got on a good, good taste. Foot, I see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good to hear that the uh, uh, Forge Master is. Uh, Terrison is here now. Huh? Well, Terrison, huh? Yes. Hasn't uh, Teremy told you? No. Told me what? Told you that the, his brother is the Forge Master. No fucking way! <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't said a word of this to you. Not at all. Do you, does he even know? I assume. Like, I feel like he, he would have said something. I assumed he knows that his brother, uh, his brother who has been, uh, what is it, uh, what's the word, uh, hmm. recommended. recommended by his own father, <laughs> would be coming. Well, I don't know, Teremy is, Teremy is Teremy, so I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too harsh, even for him. <laughs> I mean, even God. for you. <laughs> I said what I said. I'm not going to take it back. You never do. <laughs> Why would I? Uh, <laughs> do you know where Jeremy is right now? Uh, no, I don't. Like, I usually yeah. see him. Uh, always seems to be uh, coming. Uh, ah, sorry. Um, 
He's usually uh, coming back from a run of some sort, it seems. Um, all right. Uh, okay, like... I gotta spoil the surprise. You're just, it's just so fun telling you all these things. I'm, I gotta find Ter... I really need to find Terami. Because, like, I, 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 tomorrow is, you know, it's like the festival and stuff. I need to, like... Do you think he's gonna, like, let me borrow some of his clothes for, like, the festival tomorrow? Because, like, I'm, I'm planning on wearing it. I, I figured I could just take it, but... I, I feel like I'd be good to ask. But I'm not sure if he's gonna let me. So I have a really good idea. And I didn't have... have not had... I only had time to, like, prepare so much, but I just figured, you know, it'd be easier if I just took his clothes. <laughs> Oh, you're going to dress up as Terami, I see. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be a, a genuine polter. <laughs> God. <laughs> Too many polters around here already, it seems. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't know what uh, Terami's uh, boundaries are vis-a-vis. Well, -vis. Uh, the lending of one's clothes, but uh, he seems like a good-natured fellow. I, oh, he's super nice. I can't imagine him not letting him, uh, not letting someone their clothes for such a great idea as dressing up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he'd be a little honored. Flattery, after all. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you see it my way. <laughs> um, and at that point, you hear um the running of small feet on the gravel uh, coming up from behind you. Um, and you hear a voice say, Sludge! Sludge, you can't... Are you, are you still here? Yeah. You I mean, yeah. Yes, hello? Guppy? <laughs> you turn around to see Guppy. Um, he's still in his pajamas. He's wearing some slippers. Um, hello! Friends up to you. Sludge, are you supposed to be at, like, training with Terami right now? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> <Can> fucking run. <laughs> just like not even say goodbye. I'm just gonna book it. No, actually, yeah, I'm gonna like as I'm running away, I'm just gonna like throw my hand up in the air, but like just like shake it around, just, like a half-assed goodbye. Tear me. <laughs> <sighs> so in your past it's been about a I'm not sure if you said this I should have in the past month and a half that you have been on break from the expedition waiting for people to arrive uh, you have been doing some trains of sorts um, currently you are training somebody sort of uh, we find you along the banks of the river of the of the bailiff river um amongst the 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 trees on an old not an old it is only a decade old um <laughs> but on a, a well worn path cutting through the trees and the sort of marshy area of bailiff um <clears throat> you're on a morning run right now um with Carson you guys are just finishing up uh a morning run, uh, uh, a routine morning, ru uh, morning run, uh, just like Humphrey had <laughs> done with you. 
you've been uh, prepping him <laughs> for the expedition in the ways that you know best, <laughs> or in the same ways that you were taught. <laughs> uh, Carson's uh, keeping up with you. Um, it took some time, um, but uh, how did you go about convincing Carson to go on the runs? I think it started because, like, I as soon as it was safe to like wander around the city again, I think Teremy would just like go. He he asked where he was, and he just like go check up on him because he was really worried after that visit, um, and just seeing Carson alone in his room, <laughs> probably bottles all over the place, and just. Not doing anything was kind of sad, <laughs> and he wanted to get Carson like excited and like ready to get out on this expedition since he invited him. So he probably just gently suggested morning runs, <laughs> just get him out of get him out of the house, get him moving. Hopefully, pull him out of his rut. <laughs> Right, uh, because Carson has been brought on to the expedition team as the uh, what was the exact term I used? That was the uh, caravan leader, essentially the person who kind of just coordinates among amongst everyone all the other roles in the caravan, what to do, um, as well as just a uh, kind of takes charge after you guys go off. And do your own expedition secret work. <laughs> um, he manages the caravan. But, uh, yeah, you guys are now along the river edge and uh, finishing up your run. Uh, what is he doing? He's doing, he's doing pretty good. He's, he's, he's you know him. He's good at running. <laughs> it's a little early for him, but um, the, you remember the first time that you saw Carson, he ran all the way towards you and he was one of the only rangers who was not stooped over uh, uh, thirsty for air. <laughs> Winded. Thirsty Gasping. for air. Gasping for air. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, do you guys talk at all when you're on your runs or is it pretty silent? It's probably pretty silent. Mm -hmm. Gotta use that that air for breathing. <laughs> right. Um, it's a beautiful morning. The sun is glinting off of the river's edge. Uh, you can hear uh, normal-sized frogs croaking. Um, you can hear some birds chirping. Uh, speaking of birds, um, as you know, uh, birds is kind of local in the area birds just kind of am ambiently uh, come over to you and hang out with you. Um, you're a friend amongst birds. But, um, and sometimes they'll like follow you around if you're doing something that particularly excites them. <laughs> but there's one bird in particular that is fl uh, 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 flying um, head to head with you right now um, on your run. It's a, it's a, it's a red, it's a red bellied finch. Uh, this is one that uh, you've attracted. And seems to follow you around almost anywhere you go. You first started noticing them after you put up your bird feeder that Marigold gave you. Uh, he started coming to the bird feeder 
uh, and uh, or sorry, I should say, she uh, came to the bird feeder um, with it with uh, with her flock, and they would all leave, but she would remain. Um, and slowly, she would stay longer and longer until she built a nest at your windowsill and would just peek inside, uh, looking for you and uh, singing to you sometimes. Uh, she would uh, uh, stay at the window when you were there, and whenever you left, uh, she would be on the lookout for you in case you left High Tower. In which case, she would follow you around anywhere you went. <laughs> uh, what has your relationship been like with this new bird companion of yours? Oh my god! As once he realized that she was like really sticking around and following him everywhere, he'd be so excited. <laughs> um. Probably at this point, he, like, doesn't leave Hightower without, like, a pocket full of treats, <laughs> whatever they might be, mm-hmm. um, and he's definitely named her, he's named her Oats, <laughs> 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 and he probably, like, makes little bird conversation noises back at her all the time, just talks to her like a little buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you do that, you find that she is incredibly conversational. She loves to talk. Oh my god, and Jeremy loves to hear what she has to say. (laughs) (laughs) She's a very sociable bird, as you know finches to be. (laughs) She gave me all the hot bird gossip of the city. Yep. Nice. (laughs) She can tell you anything about any bird. And anyone around. Yes. <laughs> That's the good shit. <laughs> um, yeah, you're finishing up your, your run with uh, uh, Carson. Uh, at least you're part of the run with Carson. You come to a small clearing in, these, in this thicket of woods. Um, and this is the clearing that, uh, that, you've, that you come to often. Uh, you find yourself... Uh, in the you find yourself in the clearing, and you guys stop for a second for your breather. Uh, curse. That's <sighs> a uh, good run we just had. <laughs> Always nice to smell that morning air, right? <laughs> That's why I do it. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I wasn't sure about these uh, morning runs you called them um, when we first started doing it, but. Uh, now it's a kind of nice habit. It gets you up early in the morning and energized. Exactly. I figure, you know, don't want to fall out of shape before the expedition starts back up again. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to develop any weaknesses and he slaps his stomach. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. as <laughs> keep it good and strong. <laughs> Crouches down a little bit, pumps his fist. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Terry also does that. <laughs> it's, it's exciting stuff, going out to the wilds of Remfrey. Nothing I've, something I've never done before, but always wanted to do. Thank you, Terry, for giving me this uh, opportunity. Thank you for coming along. I, it's going to be so fun. It's uh, all the uh, wild animals and more big frogs we can discover. Just imagine. <laughs> going into Humphrey in <laughs> all the good frogs they're hard to discover beautiful land masses and whatnot 
Whatever you can find, I'm afraid. Well, I believe this is where I leave you. <laughs> I'll see you this time next morning. If we're still, if we're still doing it, that is, with the autumn festival and all. Not gonna let a little festival stop us, are we? <laughs> Not you, Jeremy. <laughs> kind of like taps his fist against your shoulder. <laughs> Aw, little punch. And he uh, spr- and he runs off. Um, you find yourself in this small clearing, uh, surrounded by all by uh, some pine trees at the river's edge. Um, you can still hear the crocus and frogs and the splash of a fish. Gore, where are you? Um, I think you're, they're in the clearing. Mm-hmm. I think Gora would probably be, like, a little bit out of the clearing, like, behind, like, forest's edge, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of hanging out, um, just sitting around, just kind of listening. Probably eavesdropped on this whole conversation. Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the other thing you've been doing with your month-and-a-half sabbatical uh, from the expedition uh, has been, well, uh, how did it start? Um, well, after a lot of magical things sort of came to a head and we had our review with the board and talked about magic and how some of us were able to start doing magic after coming to Remfray and... Just thinking about a lot of things, Jeremy decided that he wanted to try being a little more intentional in casting magic instead of how he has been doing it, just, like, letting it happen (laughs) when it happens. Um, And he didn't want to bother Marigold or Ardane because they seemed like they were, like, they're obviously in a way different tier from him. <laughs> and he didn't want to bring that down. So he decided to go ask Gore, who he sort of picked up Pass About Trace from after he cast that on the group, um, if he would be willing to sort of teach him how to do other magic. How did Gore respond? Um... I think Gore responded, like, maybe a little bit shocked at first. Just, like, I'm not sure people have asked him before, and I think that maybe he got the vibe that Jeremy didn't like him too much. Just because, like, he he was pretty... Like, he caught the comments of, like, and just his reaction towards Sludge, and I guess he just kind of took that upon himself, too. You know? Just, like, by association. Mm -hmm. Um, But was just, like... Yeah, just like, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And what does that training look like for you guys? Um, I think it probably starts off with just like Gore going out into the woods and just kind of like thinking about like how his grandfather had taught him how to do things, which is just kind of, it was just kind of his way of life when he was young, you know, just like being taught all these things from a very young age and um, typically just beginning with just listening, you know, just paying attention to the noises and things around you, just, you know, like sitting down and just listening for the breeze, you know, just hearing where the wind is coming from and where it's going and the rustling of the leaves. Um, 
birds chirping and just picking up where they are. You know, but Jeremy's like attracts birds anyway, so he, <laughs> I guess that would probably go in line with like where is this bird coming from can i hear it's like wings flapping in the distance before it even like gets to me um like really listening you know Mm -hmm. um just such like that uh and then also once he just kind of i feel like once gore felt like maybe he had gotten the hang of that or at least like a certain point you know um he started teaching him just like um little uh, like landmarks, just like a druidic, which is just um, I don't know what it's called. I can't think of the word. Just like a cairns and um, just other natural things you can do without really disturbing the um, without really disturbing nature and just kind of um, just just signs that you'd see on like trails and such, <laughs> and um, just teaching them like what they mean and um, eventually just making that their primary like, way of, like, communicating. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right, so, um, there's a, yeah, so Druidic is a form of uh, speech, uh, a language between other Druids and uh, nature itself, almost, um, where uh, Druids just kind of uh, gather whenever, whenever natural resources they have around, usually sticks and rocks, and then they position them on the ground and arrange them in different ways to mean to create meaning essentially um it's a non-verbal language um that it's a it's a visual language um made of sigils out of rocks and trees rocks and uh sticks and leaves and whatnot um mainly because uh a druidic can also be used to talk to animals and animals can't talk back <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess no wait that makes sense people are doing <laughs> uh, but if a druid is a animal and polymorphed into an animal and taken beast shape, they can't talk back. <laughs> That's true. And also, you know, it could be like relieving messages for animals to see later. That too, animals or other druids to see later, like be careful of rock slides or um, big snake <laughs> <laughs> sludge. So gosh. Do you- <laughs> There's uh, Gore and uh, Jeremy greet each other in this way at this point, or are you guys kind of silent when quote to each other. Yeah, I think how uh, Gore would do it is um, he would just kind of like at this point, you know, it's been it's been a while. I think that um, they would have set it up so that Gore sets out one of these symbols somewhere, and Jeremy is to go find it, and then that will tell him like where Gore is. So oh, I don't nice. imagine that. Um, yeah, and then that's like the start of the day is just finding mm-hmm. gore. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, should we recon this and say that gore isn't actually here right now? Maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe I, 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 on I, I mean, or maybe you saw him like, run. Yeah, I think like gore would be like close by. Like maybe he he could hear Carson and Jeremy talking in the distance. Mm-hmm. But just kind of like just sitting there, you know, like they can't see him, he can't see them, but he can hear them. You know, he's really just like just waiting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all right. Uh, make an investigation check then. Great. Right. Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, how hard does Gore make this? Um, I imagine it seems it's like the start of. The training is not too hard to find. 
Yeah, like he, he's essentially just like, okay, you know, we, we don't have a whole lot of time to train yeah, for this. So he's just spent all like, day doing this. <laughs> he's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just like a, a little bit of a test. Um, maybe something that he's like, Teremi could easily find me with this. Maybe like, maybe he'll have to use a little bit of thought, but it shouldn't be too difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you're able to kind of, uh, uh, like your training is about like being aware of your surroundings and making deductions and building this 3D scape inside of your mind of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start looking for, and Gore wasn't trying to be incredibly sneaky about this, uh, you kind of look around for footprints and disturbed natural bushes and rocks or whatnot, um, <clears throat> or just any signs of the druidic language that, no. Um, and so you, uh, do a little search in the air, in the perimeter, and upon one of the trees you find uh, some notches made, uh, telling you that Gore is northeast, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, as you make your as you tramp your way through the brush, uh, you see Gore. <laughs> yeah, I think I just go up to him. I don't say anything. <laughs> I I have practiced being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I believe Gore just like hears you coming, but just doesn't really. He knows you're on the way, but he continues doing what he's doing. I think that um, he would be like the river is kind of. You said there's like a clearing, and there was a river nearby. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe the river had like run through, or like it's close enough, and that he like had decided like maybe uh this would be a good spot to like plant some flowers. Um. The one that I'm thinking about particularly is maybe like Alaska Violet. He's just like tending to those. Nice, nice. So the training that you've been doing with uh, that Gore has been doing recently has been kind of a walk through the woods, where uh, Gore uh, kind of uh, tramps through the woods and does his druid things, and <laughs> and Teremi tries to recreate those. Right. Yeah, he's essentially just like you just really just have to focus in on it. Like, I guess Teremi is already doing it, but this is more of it, like, trying to help him concentrate or learn how to concentrate mm-hmm. into doing it. Just, like, just feeling what's right and then going for it, you know, visualizing it, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what do they usually start off with in their training? So Gore is currently planning uh, some Alaska violets, whatever Alaska is. Um, <laughs> Violet flowers. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what does he do to uh, start his communion with uh, nature? Um, jeez. Mm. Does he like try to speak with the animals, or uh, kind of like walk through the woods? And I think he'd probably just like walk through the woods, maybe like a. Pass without trace. Uh, I guess in that Teremi has like mentioned this in the past, so it's like this is something Teremi can do. Let's like mm-hmm. keep focusing in on it. You know, help you perfect it. Mm-hmm. Then use pass without trace to like get through the forest and maybe like observe animals without disturbing them, without Ooh, letting uh-huh. them know you're there. Getting closer to wildlife than they would be comfortable with. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Gord uh, casts. Without trace and starts to walk off into the woods. Terry, what do you do? 
Yeah, um, with advantage. All right. I'm gonna give that plus up. ten to yourself, I believe. Um, well, I got a seven. A seven? <laughs> yeah. Plus ten? Uh, no, no, yeah, so, seventeen. Seventeen. Nice. <laughs> That's about traces. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, you guys start uh, making your way through this kind of wet, marshy desert area uh, or the red silt banks uh, meet the river. Um, there's a bunch of uh, brush and pine trees around you, some oaks. Um, and with your passive out of trace, you're able to move rather silently through uh, through these areas. You're also making an uh, uh, effort to also just maneuver around anything that would cause noise normally. And by doing this, you see a lot more nature than you normally would be. You can, oh, well, I guess the birds are insane for <laughs> Jeremy. Um, but um, they don't seem to notice you, actually, as you pass through. So you get to see them in their natural uh, states, in their natural habitat, uh, just kind of tweeting to each other, hopping around. Uh, you see um, grackles. Uh, kind of, uh, you see grackles throwing up leaves, looking for worms and bugs and whatnot. Um, and you see the smaller creatures roaming about, uh, lizards and skinks. Uh, <clears throat> and you're able to get rather close to them uh, as you wander about. <laughs> um, and then you come across a, uh, a fawn, uh, a, fa- a, a, a deer, um, and her fawns, uh, Further ahead and uh, uh, through the trees, as they mosey about and um, mosey about and uh, feed and make their way through the woods. <laughs> Is uh, Gore doing anything to really connect with nature right now? Um, I think maybe he'd try and like um, subtly feed these animals, like put down food somewhere, and then. Um, you know, stuff that they can eat and, like, try and make a call that would attract the animal over into the area and then just, like, have them, like, happen upon this food as if it was just always there. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Terry, are you doing anything to connect with nature? Um, I think he, like, less so if they're doing, like, Pass Without Trace. Uh, as an activity right now. Um, but I think he does a lot of, like, touching of tree bark and leaves and things like that. Just sort of, like, runs his hand along stuff as he walks past it. Mm-hmm. Which he never really used to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he was, he was usually more focused on, like, animals in the distance or whatever, but now he's, like, sort of taking in all of the different life forms that occupy the space around him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, within, nope. within, uh, usually within the city, I'd say, like, Gore is probably wearing, like, footwear, but in the forest, I think he's just barefoot. Nature man. <laughs> Nature man. <laughs> um, you guys are doing your nice walk through the woods, connecting yourself with nature, um, and 
Terami, you realize that it's gotten to the time, uh, usually where you have to trap. <laughs> Jeez. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. I think Goro uh, would probably turn around to Terami and like set up symbols. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just pull out um like maybe like some some like poisonous berries or such. Mm-hmm. Just like. <laughs> A single fucking mushroom, and it's just like tells him like find something, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. All right. So is the magic counter at one? No. Fourteen. Nice. All right. Um. So I'm now casting detect poison slash disease, <laughs> and I'm essentially going to uh. Radar in on where Sludge has been is hiding, or at least it's supposed to be hiding in the woods. Uh, so Sludge, uh, roll a stealth check. And that's good. Plus thirteen. Now, what is the uh? How does detect poison? Uh, I'm just able to sense the presence of poison and disease within 30 feet and identify kinds of poisons or disease. Spell is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of metal or lead, or three foot of dirt or wood. (laughs) Uh, So Sludge got really creative. (laughs) (laughs) Just buried herself. (laughs) No one will ever find me here. Um, what What was the stealth roll you rolled? A sludge? Thir- Thirteen. Uh, roll investigation with advantage, then. All right. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, you uh, you kind of leave Gore behind, or maybe he follows after you as you... At a distance. At a distance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does it look like when you cast the spell? Um, I don't think Terry really does anything. He just sort of, like... Concentrates on the specific feeling of what he's trying to do. Essentially, goes. What does it feel like when I think about like poison? <laughs> essentially, <laughs> like maybe he was able to identify it first in some like a handful of berries or something, and then just after becoming familiar with that, he can just sort of access it. <laughs> But he's familiar with this poisonous feeling now. <laughs> Where is Sludge? <laughs> um, yeah, you start walking. Sorry, you start walking through the woods, and you like slowly feel this like sense pulling you, um, like a beacon in this gentle direction, and it gets more and more uh, <laughs> rancid. More and more rancid. You feel more and more sick to your stomach. <laughs> uh, where did Sludge hide? Um, I think Sludge is probably hiding up in a tree and I'm guessing, like, tried to use a, like, um, Mask of the Wild, like, really blend in, you know? Oh, shit. How does Mask of the Wild do? It just allows you to hide. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but Jeremy, with your 17, um, you kind of like look around and you know that you're very close to this feeling and 
you start looking in the in the uh owls of the tree above you and like you see something but your eyes can't really focus <laughs> on it and as you stare at it it like the image becomes clearer as this fog um this mental fog fades and you just see sludge staring down at you, smiling. <laughs> I throw a rock at her. <laughs> roll dexterity. Can I roll the cat uh, Yeah, roll dexterity against it. Oh, yeah, well, you win. Uh, I got a two, so I don't think adding three is going to make much of a difference. I think it just fucking misses the mark entirely. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. an 11. <laughs> Sludge you make to try to grab it, but it was just so far off that <laughs> there was no chance of you grabbing that. Gosh. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. Okay, in this tree. Uh how how far am I? Am I do you think I just like walked up to it essentially? Okay. Uh um, I'm going to Scared. look up at that tree, my hand on it, and cast Entangled. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh shit, I, I got a two. Oh, magic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, I think this was far enough away that oh. the counter reset. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just beat it. <laughs> Thank god. Um, what is... Okay, yeah, uh, you just kind of cast that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you throw a rock at Sludge, and it misses entirely. Sludge still just smiling back down at you. <laughs> you walk over, touch the tree. <laughs> and then um, these uh, these thick vines that have grown into, like, around the tree just kind of start drooping down um, and start to <laughs> uh, slowly wrap around you, Sludge. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna fight it. <laughs> she just stands there. Um, Sludge stands there and then becomes enveloped with these vines in the bowels of this tree. I think she's just, like, sitting, like, on a branch, just kind of, like, has her hand, like, on the trunk, just kind of, like, kicking her legs, and then as this is happening, it just, like, kind of wraps around, and her hand's just now stuck to the tree. She can no longer kick her legs. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just, like, being bound together. And then, like, as this is happening, she's gonna yell down and be like, you know, I could have caught that rock if you threw it hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Keep killing her. <laughs> I, and now I'm going, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna like turn to Oats and be like, hey, go give Sludge a kiss. <laughs> and send Oats to go peck her. Peck her eyes out. Peck her on the cheek. God kind of hard. Arm, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing protecting you. <laughs> Are you gonna fight this Sludge? If anything, I'm gonna try and put this bird in my mouth. No. <laughs> Roll dexterity with disadvantage. Just open your mouth and swallow her. Cursed. No, I just put tighter, I guess. Ten. Wait, twenty. What am I rolling? At twenty. God. This this red bellied finch flies um out from off of your shoulder. Uh, where where does the where does Oats usually sit? She usually sits like on my shoulder or like on the crown of my hat. Nice. <laughs> um she uh flutters up. And starts like lightly pecking <laughs> at Sludge's face. 
uh, Sludge, you try to you try to like open your mouth and put this thing in your mouth. Um, but it, all I can do. But it quickly I like I don't think I've been like, free. But it quickly like it quickly um pokes its head into your mouth a little bit, pecks your tongue, and <laughs> flies out before um flies out, and then you close your mouth too slow. <laughs> Now I'm whistle shittily at it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna, like, now, do that I weird wanna... like vocal cord whistle where it's just like oh, sounds yeah. like you're blowing into a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm gonna cast Thorn Whip and pull Sludge out of the tree. <laughs> yes, bitch. Okay. Um... It's your AC sludge. Thirteen. Huh, that sucks. I got a twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say you're able to like cast Thorn Whip about the thorns. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, do, do you just does it like summon in your hand, or do you like, or does it like? I think like yeah. I think you're just able to conjure a vine. Um. Yeah, like, I, I kind of like the idea of, like, just sort of utilizing existing plants and, like, possibly being able to conjure a vine if there are no plants, mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really specify, it just mm -hmm. says you can, cr you can, you create a long vine-like whip covered in yeah. thorns that lashes out at the canned <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like he's been practicing thorn whip, and he, it started just by, like, trying to put thorns on vines that are just laying around. Mm -hmm. So he's more used to and more comfortable just, like, manipulating pre-existing vines. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is the vine that's already just around sludge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's, like, wrapped around the tree. <laughs> and it just kind of, like, like, one part of it just, like, pulls and topples sludge <laughs> over. <laughs> Gotcha. Are, are you, you throwing don't her to the ground, or are you like dangling her? <laughs> I fucking threw her. This <laughs> this entangled vine already around you just throws you to the ground. <laughs> Make a dex what? check. What? I could not hear you at all. Um, the the vine that's already around you uh throws you to the ground from the tree. Make a dex check. Make an acrobatics check. Oh my gosh. Nat one, baby. <laughs> Terramy's very good day. Oh my good God. thing I rolled one. Uh, you take two points of bludgeoning damage <laughs> if you, as you fall from the tree onto your head. I think Sludge Funk. is just gonna laugh really hard. <laughs> Terramy too. <laughs> like he wasn't, he, he just wanted to like bring her down and like maybe let, make her land on her butt. But the fact that she just landed square on the head kills him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like wheezing and like wiping a tear out of his eye. <laughs> just kind of like She's looking at Gar and pointing at pointing to Sludge. Like <laughs> I think Gar is just standing there, like smiling, not really laughing, but just like. Just watching this shit go down. Sludge <laughs> is just laughing so hard she can't like breathe. <laughs> her mouth's just open and you can see her like convulsing, but nothing else. 
<laughs> like a deep breath every so often. <laughs> uh, from deep in the woods, you hear a voice called, I know that voice anywhere! <laughs> I know that laugh anywhere! And, uh, uh, we know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, sorry. No, this is. What did I say? Was no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys are laughing, um, and you guys kind of uh, wrap up your session of your session. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, my head is breaking. Uh, you guys wrap up your druidic session, and uh, you guys just head back to High Tower after that, or you or just Lodge Gore. Tell me, have any other duties or? No, I think I'm just going back to Hightower. Yeah. We finish our little I'm... hike. <laughs> is Ter does Ter what does does Teremy have all I'm gonna ask Teremy like, hey, hey, do you do you have like do you think you could do me a solid? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I don't really want to like spoil this, but I I can I can I borrow a set of your clothes? <laughs> I need it for the festival tomorrow. You're not gonna get spores on it, on it, are you? I will. Wa- I will clean up. I, I'm, oh my god! I'm not gonna, I, I promise I will not get it dirty. And even then, like if it does get dirty, which it won't. I'm just saying, like if it does, because what if it does? It won't. But you know, um, just if it does, just buy me more. Okay, yeah, that's fine. We could totally do that. <laughs> go yeah, go ahead. I'll 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 dig it out for you when I get back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're a lifesaver. I thought I was gonna have to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I any I love a costume party. I wanna everybody should have best costumes that they can have, so gotta <sighs> gotta help out. Gosh, I'm excited to see yours. <laughs> I'm excited to show it off. <laughs> oh my gosh, Marigold's got Marigold's working on hers right now. Oh, good. I think she. Yeah, she left. Um, I was watching her and Cal like fight this morning again, and it, it was so good. Ardane still hasn't noticed that I'm like fucking around with it. It's so funny. You're I'm still not sure doing if anybody that? knows. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Marigold. I don't want her to think that she's. That like I'm helping her cheat. I think it's funny though. Slide, <laughs> you could mess things up really bad. It's only like one. It's like once a day, and even then, I'm not there all the time. Like, come on. You don't want another basement situation. It's not gonna be. It's it's not gonna be a basement situation. We're literally in like a fucking like battle room. Come on, our day's there for you. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ardane's gonna get you! <laughs> oh, I really hope Ardane gets me. <laughs> <laughs> then we head off. God. Yeah. <laughs> Even you head off. Um, oh no! <laughs> sludge and tear me, you wake up in a grave. Nice. Lloyd is standing over you. <laughs> Turns out the game was rigged from the start. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you just make that up? Yeah. That's really funny. Thank you. 
<laughs> original joke right there. <laughs> original Humphrey joke. <laughs> that made no sense. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, um, Sludge and Teremy, you're on your way back to the uh, high tower. Are you guys just heading back to your rooms, or? Mm-hmm. I am, anyway. I am going to get my extra clothes out for Sludge. <laughs> I think I'm going to go take a bath. Um, as we're entering high tower, though, like, getting up to the gates, I'm going to, like, I feel like maybe we've just been, like, walking in silence for a hot minute. And um, then out of nowhere, Sludge is going to be like, Oh, dude! Terrison's here! I just thought you should know. And um, just walk in. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Terry just kind of freezes as Sludge walks away. <laughs> and he just keeps going. He just kind of deletes that. <laughs> it was too much for him to process. So he just... It didn't happen? Didn't happen. <laughs> God. We don't have time to unpack all that. Right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> you guys make your way <clears throat> up to the top of High Tower. Uh, or you guys make your way uh, up High Tower to the floor that your room's on. Uh, you stand in front of the double-decker, double-decker, <laughs> the double uh, doors to your room and throw them open. And in the room you see that... Uh, uh, Miracle, I like the idea that Miracle's been working on this costume in the public area. <laughs> or would, oh my god. <laughs> or would she be doing it, like, in her own room, do you think? Um, I was thinking that it was in her own room. Okay. Uh, just because she's a private person. Right, it's mm-hmm. a costume and whatnot, but, yeah. Um, <clears throat> in which case, um, you walk into the, into the common room that you've spent the last month and a half in, uh, with your doors towards the back into the sides. Uh, and uh, in the common area sitting room, you see... Uh, you see Terrison. <laughs> He's by himself. You can hear the sounds of Marigold puttering around in her own room, working on the costume. Marigold, you were not made aware. <laughs> um, There's a silent man outside my room? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you heard a door open and close and figured it was Guppy or somebody, but yeah, no, I've just been idling on the couch for hours. Can I say that I hear Sludge and Teremy come in? I know it's them because they're like talking, and then social, like, oh, like my my friends are here. I'm just gonna open the door and be like, oh, who is this? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sludge and Teremy, you enter into the room. Uh, Sludge, you see. The young, the very young man from before, sitting on the couch, um, his bag off, and like at the foot at the foot of the couch, and his guitar resting. <clears throat> Actually, the guitar is still like attached to the bag. Um, he's just kind of sitting nicely with his hands on his lap. Um, <laughs> Terry, you see Terrison on the couch, and Marigold, you see Sludge and Terry back from practice in the doorway, and a stranger elf with his back to you, with this thick, curly black hair and wide-brimmed uh, wood elf traveler's hat in the dusty, in a dusty sage green. <laughs> uh, Terrison looks up to you, Terramy, and says, oh, 
Hey, Tyrami. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tyrami looks at Sludge and looks at Terrison, <laughs> looks back to Sludge, <laughs> looks back to Terrison. <clears throat> Hi. Marigold Hut was getting out her, like, hammer that she was using for her costume, like she was going to get a snake attack on this stranger, but then slowly puts her hammer back. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God, she's gotten so aggressive. <laughs> I don't like what Ardane and Cal have been teaching Marigold. I do. Everything is a threat. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terrison looks to you, Sludge, and says, What? <laughs> yeah, see, this is, it's Terrison. He likes my hat. I like him. When did, you, when did you meet? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Oh. <laughs> oh coming on with the exhibition with us. Like, uh, Ter- Humphrey came up to me earlier and was like, Where's Terrami? And I was just like, I don't fucking know. And then all of a sudden, there was this dude, uh, this guy. And he's like, nice hat and walked away. And I was like, oh, that must be like the Forge Master or whatever. I guess you're supposed to like show him around. Forge Master. Uh, Terrison is just staring at the ground now, kind of dissociating, eyes wide, and just like uh, eyebrows raised, just looking at the ground. <laughs> Terrible's gonna walk out and like. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. <laughs> One second, I was waiting sorry, for yeah, Brain yeah, to yeah, stop yeah. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and Terrison says, oh, so. Teremiah didn't tell you. <gasps> tell me why. I'm going on the expedition. With you, I'm the Forge Master. Dad, did, did, did Papa send you? He didn't tell you anything, did he? He never does. <laughs> That's <No>. Teremiah. <laughs> Papa? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Miracle, what were you gonna say? <laughs> just, just like shocked, like looking looking at their like hats and the off green and just muttering, Papa! <laughs> like trying to put it together. <laughs> oh yeah, apparently they're brothers, Fallbrook told me. He's not wearing the culture green. No. <laughs> I mean it's- I'm not. I'm wearing the Buckley green. I am not a polter. What are you talking about, Terramy? (laughs) Terramy, you now recognize... It was a lot, but you now recognize the big hat and the kind of big clothes on him as the traditional clothes that the maiden clothes of your mother that she used to wear, or that she once wore long ago, but she kept around for sentimental wood elf reasons. And you recognize this sage green, this dusty, dusty sage green as the Buckley green. (laughs) Terrison, you can't, you can't call, you can't call him Teremiah. (laughs) What? What are you doing? What am I doing? Jeremy, I think you're supposed to be the one answering that question. I don't know how to answer that question. I have questions. He sent me. You should probably ask them to Humphrey. 
You sent me to be your forage master. So I'm gonna go off and You're gonna master the forage. <laughs> exactly. She gets it. <laughs> she gets Dude, it. Dude, I love your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna go off into the woods. And I'm gonna gather your food for you, Terramoo. So what he wants me to do. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you made it here safely. Did did you have a nice trip? Sea is so big, Terami. Someone could fall in and never be found. <gasps> I made my way across the sea under the small securities of a boat, whatever that lends. And I arrived here. Land of monsters. I guess it's where I belong. <laughs> um, I'm gonna leave you guys. <laughs> As the door closed. <laughs> She's like already slowly closed the door. <laughs> Family reunion. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Um. Oh. Oh, right, well, I'm gonna go okay. take my bath. Slide. Sammy. Abandoned him. I'm gonna introduce you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys leave the room. <laughs> leaving Terami and Harrison. Leaving Terami and Harrison alone. <laughs> um, I think that's where we leave this nice. scene. <laughs> so cursed. Oh, that was good. Dude. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Just gives you guys some time to talk things out and touch base. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just sort of get used to the fact that my baby brother is suddenly on the expedition party, I guess. <laughs> my god. Should we let Monty in? He's been scratching at the door. <laughs> So is is I, he Termo's stepson, or did no. he just just swore off the family name? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, I I also want to reiterate that he is ten years Terabee's, or like roughly ten years Terabee's like baby brother. <laughs> so oh my, oh my god, is he like fifteen? Yeah, <laughs> no, he's he's nineteen. Okay, okay. Don't worry, guys, he's 19. Oh, God, he's Terry's, a man now. Terry's 30? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, clo he's closer to... He's 28 right now, so he's closer to 29. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. Marigold. Good. Marigold's like a college student. Or, like... Marigold's the youngest one. She's, yeah. like, 25. Mm -hmm. Gosh. <laughs> How old is Sledge? 32? 32. Ageless. Ageless. <laughs> Unknown. That's, that's honestly better. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I think, Jeremy, your day is spent with, like, <laughs> Terrison kind of, like, showing him around. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, we can get some character development and exposition out of that when you, when the three of you are all together. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right, I think that's the correct decision yeah. right here. <clears throat> um, do you guys have anything else you're doing for the rest of the day? Um, no, I think this is, when is the autumn festival? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yeah, I want to get my costume done. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, yeah, I do uh, leave my spare clothes out for Sledge to grab. <sighs> nice. Solidarity. <laughs> I think Sludge is gonna, like, take her bath and then go home and immediately start, like, making food <laughs> for tomorrow. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, let's see, um, do I actually want to have a scene of Terrison and Jeremy right now? We have a small one. We have a small one, yeah. <laughs> do you take Terrison anywhere? Um, I think I'd probably just show him around High Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no bird feeder. <laughs> oh my god, no, I immediately, once, like, I've sort of processed part of what's going on right now, and it's like, we're, we're doing stuff. I think the first thing Teremy's gonna do is introduce him to Oats and Oregano. Nice. (laughs) Is this like in your room? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, well, I guess I guess until we leave, you can stay in here. Uh, Do Do you want the bed? I can sleep on the ground. That's fine. Are you sure? (sighs) I'm good with whatever. Well, oh. Oh, I know. I can. I can at least set up my cot for you. Nice. <laughs> How am I doing with Terrison so far? By the way, really good. Okay, cool. Thank you. I can. I can hear the exhaust jamming <laughs> on his ears. <laughs> That's the important God, part. Who hurt him? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Who hurt him? <laughs> um, I think. Uh, like, when I go out for training and stuff, like, I may or may not, Terry may or may not, um, bring oregano, just depending on how oregano seems to be mm-hmm. feeling. I think probably this morning he wanted to sleep in mm-hmm. or whatever, so it's like, all right, you can just be out in the room while I go out and do my stuff. And so he's probably just, like, hopping into the room and he goes, oh, come here. <laughs> he, like, picks him up and he holds him out to Terrace and he goes, this is oregano. <laughs> Um, Harrison, like, picks him up by, like, the, like, the top half of his <laughs> legs and, like, holds him forward in front of him. That's, mm, nods his head. Bunny. Bunny! <laughs> we, um, when we, when we were, I guess, we were being tested for, uh, who would get to go on the expedition and who wouldn't. One of the one of the trials was to catch an animal that was assigned to us. So, um, this is this is him. I caught him. <laughs> and now he's my buddy. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like, cradles him a little. 
And, and this is Oats, and I, like, open my window and let Oats fly in, because <laughs> she's probably, like, looking. <laughs> like, who's this? That's right. Um, yeah, um, Oats kind of, like, flutters around and, like, does, like, a quick circle around uh, Terrison, and then, like, flies back to your shoulder. Says, oh, yeah, birds, huh? That makes sense. <laughs> Old habits, I guess, right? <laughs> Old family habits. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so, I know I asked this, but did something happen with with, with Papa? <laughs> no. I just, one day, one day he just came to me and he said that I was accepted into a great expedition that, uh, the great expedition that he signed you up for. He said a he said a good adventure would uh clear my head. You know, pick my spirits up. Those sort of things. Oh, uh, yeah. Said it did wonders for you. I you know, I think it I think it has, actually. It's it's been nice out here. Mostly. Uh but <laughs> I, I meant more the, the the name the names <laughs> you're calling him by his name is weird and oh, uh, you're going by by Buckley now? No, you can call me Terrison. <laughs> Just don't call me. You know Teremiah. Stop it! <laughs> He's always gone. Mom's the only one who's there. Is it Mama? Or is it just Mom? Is it Mama? <laughs> Mom's the only one that's there. She's the only one that really took care of us. Like, we're more her children than anything. Especially me. I'm the youngest and seems to care less of every new child. Don't say that. That's not true. Can't even remember our names most of the time. Uh, oh, okay. But they all have. They all start the same way. I mean, it makes sense. Not mine. What? It's T H Harrison now. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well. I'm glad you're here, I guess. Um, I... Rem Frey is an interesting and beautiful place. So, I hope you like it. Land of Monsters. Seen any? Oh, yeah, actually. Uh, I didn't... I lean in a little bit. Didn't put too much in, in the letters I sent, because I didn't want... I didn't want to worry anybody too much, but uh had a couple of scary brushes with death <laughs> and monsters. Terrison smiles for the first time. <laughs> oh my god. Terrison smiles for the first time. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. <laughs> monsters. <laughs> Ho hopefully you uh won't have to get too up close and personal with them. It's, uh, it's still, still our job. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Oh, 
<laughs> I'll get to see him. He like looks away from you and like looks mischievous. I regret that's a good transitioning point. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what this stupid child? <clears throat> God. Oh my god! <laughs> no! It's brothers. It's brothers! <laughs> oh my god, why is John T. Riley so sad? <laughs> this is the greatest role yet. <laughs> also, that means I can I can drop this now too. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, Except for the whole terrorism business, I think. The rest of the day passes without any great incidents or, or events. Uh, as it has been for the past month and a half, <clears throat> you guys have been on sabbatical, essentially, waiting for all the new members to arrive, with only two more members <laughs> to arrive. Um, <clears throat> sorry. But, uh, you know, uh, like, the, like most days, things go without Inzen, which is new for you guys. <laughs> You've been used to... Something happening every single day. <laughs> it's just been time to relax. Every single minute. Every single minute. <laughs> Always fucking something. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the the day passes, the sun rises, and then lowers again. Um, <laughs> Secret fifth emoji. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the sun rises and lowers and one second cool um, and morning turns to day and day turns to night and you guys go off to bed Terrace is sleeping on a cot in the pool in the room <laughs> um, I can't sleep <laughs> Jeremy can't sleep <laughs> sucks um Sludge, uh, where are you staying right now? I think Sludge is staying at home. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, Sludge, you, you go home. Um, you went home after your bath. <clears throat> and uh, uh, returning back to your shop, uh, you, uh, I guess I want to make, I was Guppy there then. Guppy was there for caravan business. Yeah. That's why he was there. His little jammies. His little jammies. <laughs> it's fine. Huh. Mm. Um, I can just cut that out. I yeah. guess. Uh, mm, now that's gonna bug me now. <sighs> I'm gonna dub in something later about yeah. him in like normal clothes. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dakota, dub that in. <laughs> She's waving his arms for a cut. You Dakota, know, dub me in. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, Sludge, you 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 return back to your shop that you've now um after the heat has cleared a bit, um you've been able to return to. Uh, you walk through the doors and there's the uh, the same two uh, elven rangers uh, that usually stand guard at your door just in case there is another assassin slash gandrata 
incident, which there has been no sign of whatsoever in the past month and a half. God. <laughs> Just hanging out. <clears throat> How is it being back at home after everything? Has your feelings changed at all, or things are just back to normal? Um, I think it would be, like, a bit odd. Like, um, like, everything's familiar. Maybe things feel a little different, but it's, like, easy to get back into the swing of things after maybe, like, an hour or two, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> um, and, uh, Marigold, you're in your white nightgown, I presume, and heading yes. to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, you find yourself snug in bed, and you close your eyes to drift off to sleep. And as you're starting to get rested and feel like sleep is about to take you, you, and, uh, you, f- you start to feel warmth encompassing your body, and your vision starts to glow pink. Um, and it starts to glow more and more pink until it's all you can see is this warm pink color. And then your vision clears and you find yourself in a familiar spot. You find yourself, uh, uh, half laying down in a pile of pillows. Uh, the pillows are sort of odd. Uh, The colors are a little washed out and even seem to bleed into the empty space around it, as if it's continuing somewhere, but it stops a bit. And you find yourself in this collection of pillows, and above you, you see Riva, the black shadowy figure with great uh, uh, these charcoal horns and gold, uh, gold glimmering eyes. And she looks down at you and she says, Sarah Vale. Sarah Vale. <laughs> It's time time for a night class. Time for night class. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change the playlist all really quickly. You can playlist? You can playlist. Nice. Um, is uh, uh, Riva use she, her, and they? Or... No, I meant they, sorry. No, I just wanted to know, because it could be it could be different. Yeah. Um, could, they could use both. Right? Yeah. I think you've had a class on pronouns a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think Riva... Yeah, I think Riva does actually use both. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a recon on my part. <laughs> Didn't sound like one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you also notice that her... That, uh, yeah, her voice is like grown a little bit less synthetic. It's uh, just learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's become less stilted and kind of classy, and it's grown kind of more warped to it. Um, but yeah, you find yourself in this pile of pillows, surrounded by these a floor of pink glass and the Scott and the stars above you. Okay. Well, I hope you did your homework. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at home working as do. <clears throat> um, so how how do we want to do this? Um, do we just kind of um, want to go into it or have some back and forth? Or um, I don't know if you had a vision for this, Dakota. Oh, I did. Sorry, I didn't know if you were talking to me or Reva at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what was Riva's homework? Or was that just kind of like a throwaway? I line? think so. Um, I, th- I think that was just a throw line. Mm-hmm. It would it would have just been like referring to their previous lesson, just building on that. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, you say that, and Riva kind of chuckles a little bit. <laughs> um, and then their figure turns around uh, as they uh, move forward a little bit. They're just kind of like this. Their figure looks as if they are shrouded in a cloak, it seems like. You can't really see their legs or feet. It's just a single uh, figure, a single solid figure um, that kind of tapers towards the end, tapers out towards the end, as one would if they were wearing a big cloak. Mm. But there are no cloth physics, as it were. Um, You... You start to feel a a tingle in your mind, uh, a, a, a tingle that always uh, comes before your lessons with Riva as she starts pulling memories from your mind. And they begin to rise from the ground, almost like a, a, a Rolodex of these flat images. Uh, Riva lifts up her hand and points a finger and points a finger out and kind of flicks it backwards and forwards as you see hundreds, if not thousands of memories rolled lo- roll by in a blink of an eye. And then you hear her go, oh, and stop at one. <laughs> the roller deck, the Rolodex, the image flies out and shows before you. Uh, and then it starts to, in the and the quote-unquote Rolodex of images disappear back into the ground, and this flat image slowly gains dimension as it as this room envelops you. Uh, um, you find yourself in the interior of a child's bedroom. The walls are covered in painted star stencils, and we see childish drawings done in pencil and crayon begin to cover the walls. Then they are taken away and replaced with, with, with lithograph prints. Lith, lith, oh my god. Lith, I always put the hardest words here. <laughs> lithograph, lithograph prints of famous wizards like, Le, like Leland Valendiferous and charts of the periodic table of arcane elements. A crib in the room becomes a twin-sized bed. A, twin-sized, uh, a crib in the room becomes a twin-sized bed. Twin-sized for a halfling, at least. These, trans- these transformations of the room reach a final point, and then the room res- resets to begin anew. In the doorway of the room, there's a motionless figure of a halfling child who is surrounded by two halfling parents. The child is has their back to the to the wall, and the hand and the parents' hands are positioned with pencil in hand just above the child's head. The rest of the room is in albeit minimalist color, but the halflings. But the halflings and the parents, the, oh my god, sorry, <clears throat> but the halflings' whole persons seem to be grayed out. Uh, so, uh, so am I in the scene now, or? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so, I suppose uh, we're, like, standing in the space, right? Yes, as this passage of time, like, transpires before you, then resets to a point and starts again. Mm-hmm. So. Today, this is 
It's an interesting one. We've already talked about the five five races, right? Or five races, three? yes. Yeah. We've already discussed the five races of my world. And we've talked about, you know, family things. So uh this here, um, well, this is a, a stage of life. This is a very early stage of life when you are very young and uh, going through a lot of changes. And we call this childhood, Reva. Reva repeats, childhood. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people say, you know, it's called, it's when you're little. It's when you're small. If you're a halfling or a dwarf, you're kind of always small. But, you know, small comparative, small in your lifespan. Your lifespan is just beginning. That's the important part. The very beginning. Reva, does this remind you of any other concepts? Or do you know anything about being early in your life? (laughs) No? Well, I can think of maybe a comparison. So when we just started out and we were doing lessons really early on, think about it as that was like the childhood of your schooling under me, just getting started, learning the basics, growing more, uh, you know, independent. It's kind of like that, the whole getting started part. Reva approaches uh, the three figures in the doorway. Uh, and you notice that color returns to them, and then you see uh, you see that the halfling child starts to grow in increments of inches, and you hear uh, uh, sporadic and disjointed sounds from all around the room. Not very, not a tied together scene, but just clippings from scenes that you remember. And you hear the phrases like, "You're almost taller than Grandma." You really have been drinking your juice, haven't you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're growing like a beanstalk, all mixed with the sounds of childish giggling and the rhythmic scratching of pencil on wood. Reva turns to you and kind of like motions to, um, and motions to uh, parents in a quizzical way. Well, these are. My parents, these are, well, a parent is the person who made you, but a parent can also be someone who raises you. It's kind of different for everyone, but in my case, I had these two people who made me and took care of me, and they were good to me, and that is what my family was. Is, (laughs) is, is. <laughs> They're just back at home. They're okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, Riva kind of takes a, a, a glides towards you a little bit um, and like spreads her hands out in front of her towards you and with like uh, her, pa- her fingers facing down, her palms out uh, and says, You are my parent? You are my family? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe I can be your teacher and I am your teacher. I don't know. Hmm. Meredith is going to pause and think about that because like 
finding family is I think it's important for her and then also as a halfling there's this kind of communal culture where eventually everyone can join your family right mm-hmm. um, and she's just like behold, beholding this like large being who like she doesn't quite understand but she learns from Reva as well for now you are my student but maybe we can also be a family too Reva would you like that I think you start thinking about uh, uh-huh. about found family Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to see these two figures materialize uh, mm-hmm. to the sides and in front of Riva. One is of Cal, a younger Cal, um, I think. Uh, a Cal with a, a big, intricately braided beard, black beard. <clears throat> and another figure of a uh, Hildorf woman with long, uh, long uh, nicely braided also intricate and braided hair. Uh, she has a short uh, beard to uh, her hair. It's not braided, but just kind of let loose a little bit. Um, Riva sees this, and then with both of her hands, kind of waves them away as they turn into uh, puffs of, of pink cloud that float away. And she looks at you, and she says, I'm sorry. <sighs> <clears throat> Um, um, let's, um, let's go to the next lesson, Riva, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Time stops in this room. The halflings disappear, and the, uh, the, 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 the room resets as, uh, back to just a plain, uh, uh star-stenciled wall. Uh, but then you notice that uh, but then uh, the crayon and, and uh, pencil drawings start to appear again. And somewhere in between the transition from childhood drawings to uh, teenage uh, fascinations and posters, it just stops. And then you see uh, three figures in the room appear again. But it's of one person. It's of the father uh, of the two parents from before uh, walking around the room. That are seemingly stuck still in walking around the room. Uh, what does he look like? Um, so I think he, um, so he has Marigold same um, uh, dark warm brown skin and uh, her same dark hair that he also has tied up into a bun. He has these large glasses that probably have like an attachment for him to focus in on uh, his work which is tinkering with uh, locks and things and he just has like really round warm features and his expression can be kind of like vacant and spacey unless he's focusing in on something um i think he's like he's got a kind of lovable dopiness to him (laughs) that's her dad Nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it seems like these are, uh, in what seems like these very dramatic shows of searching the room, he's with a, like a half the big like dopey smile on his face. Uh, uh, he's at different points in the room, um, and then you start hearing these sounds. Uh, you just hear, huh. I wonder where she could be. Where is she? Is she over here? 
all sporadically playing and replaying with the soft sounds of a child giggling, at which point you look down at the bed in the room and you see a grayed-out young halfling child hiding her face behind her hands, looking out at this man. <laughs> so, Riva, what do you think is going on here? He's, Just tell me what you're seeing. He is failing to find you. Uh, not quite not quite Hmm. why do you think he's looking for me Riva looks at you and sees that uh, in the hands that you're burying your your face behind is uh, an assortment of what looks like uh, tiny tools small screwdrivers and pliers maybe some springs sticking out She says, you stole. Well, maybe. (laughs) Maybe I swiped his work tools off his work desk while he was working. (laughs) And why do you think I did that? You needed them? Mm, I didn't need them. You needed him? I needed him. I needed to spend time with him. And Riva, what um what do you think the um what do you think the emotion is in this room right now? Is the emotion scary, Riva? You do not look or sound scared. No. What do I sound like? Happy? Yeah. I wanted him to spend time with me so we could be happy. He was spending a lot of time concentrating and working and we couldn't spend any time together when he was focusing on that so i stole the tools so he would come play with me that's what we're doing right now we're playing a game and play is like when you want to make someone happy and that's what the time is for it's a kind of happy time she thinks about that (laughs) Hmm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, if play does not make you happy, if play makes you happy, why does he not always play with you? Well, there, um, life is very complicated. Life is very complicated outside, and, well, there's not always enough time to always be playing and making each other happy. Sometimes you need to spend your time um, doing some things that are not very fun because they need to get done. Because if you never get those things done, then the world isn't safe enough to play in or the play just isn't possible. Sometimes you need to work hard to play hard, Reva. (laughs) That's what they say. Cracks open the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time. Mm-hmm. How, how much time is there? Childhood? Well, childhood is one uh, age, one phase of time for my kind of person. And we have uh, several kind of. Stages or ages that we go through. 
first you're young and then you're in the middle and then if you're lucky you get old and and then your time your time runs out Reba and that is as much time as you get you get a lifetime <laughs> sorry Eddie's friend carrying Eddie out <laughs> 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 as he sneezes horrifically <laughs> now Monty's sneezing <laughs> Jesus Christ. Creature. <laughs> um, do you think you've discussed years with Reva before? We had to start with like basic concepts like time and space and like the planet and people, mm-hmm. animals, colors, emotions, like basic emotions. Those are things that you teach children, basically. Right. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, a, like a first or second grade level, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think you've uh, gotten to a point. Um, and I think when you're like talking about like time or uh, time specifically in years and passage of time, uh, and also just being here for like a month or having coming back um, in the span of like a month and a half, mm-hmm. um, I think you've realized that the stars inside of the Yugen shift in the same mm-hmm. time that yours does, in the same way in uh, time scale that the stars in the mortal route plane or whatever outs- whatever is outside of the Yugen, wherever the Yugen is in space, um, they shift in the same place. And it just seems to maybe mimic the spot above, or maybe from a specific point, a fixed point on this world. Uh, you're not sure. But did they always do that, or this is a recent development? Um, you haven't really been keeping track, um, mm-hmm. but uh, ever since you started looking out for it, it's been happening. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, so yeah, right, uh, is a lifetime. Uh, Reva asks, uh, how long is a lifetime? It's as long as you live, it's the same as you know. People have different parents. People have different ways of having fun. People have different lengths of time that they live. As I said, life is complicated, and it's different for everyone. How long will you live? I'm going to live forever. That's a joke. That's a little <laughs> joke, Reba. I taught you about jokes. <laughs> First thing Marigal teaches anyone is jokes. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> How many style, baby? Um, what's a what's a halfling lifespan in this setting? Oh God, do we have it pinned? Um, I think it's there. It is. Uh, wait, those are those are elves. Shit. Have we? Do we know elf no. span? Elf span. This one says wood elves generally live to be a hundred. Wood elves. What about? As far as I know, you only posted elves. It's probably the same as like human lifespan, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Halfling piety. So, like, pe- people can be long lived in the setting, so probably like. 80 seems safe yeah. for half a lifespan. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> uh, there's w- w- using facts from the world, we can guess that maybe 
if I'm lucky, I'll live a long life and be 80 or 90 or 100 years old. But um, there are so things small. that can make... <laughs> uh, I, I, knew, I just knew that you were going to say that. Uh, see, when we talked about the other people, elves live a little longer than that. Uh, we met a very old elf. She must have been <laughs> way older than 100 years old. The dictator. How old? Um, can I do an int check to guess how old the dictator is? <laughs> uh, I think you could probably tell that like she was like like in her like hundred forties. For a second, forties. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm forty years old. Hundred and forty. That elf was probably hundred and forty years old. <laughs> That's so small. You can see Marigold's like shoulders kind of droop. Um, well, it's small to you, but not to me. It's a matter of perspective. Uh, Reva, let's think about, let's think about the childhood room. Think about how, um, how big that room must look to a small child, to a small person just starting their life. It seems, uh, very new and very big. But if you are my parents, if you are a much older, much taller person, the room doesn't seem so big at all. It's like that with age. I'm a small person, and 100 years seems like a long time to me. <laughs> and you're a much taller person, so I guess it's not a very long time to you. <laughs> That's perspective. Reva looks at the walls and ceilings of the room, the dimensions of the room, the confines of the room. Um, and then it starts to grow bigger and larger, stretches out until you find yourself to be the same size as yeah, or until you find your find Riva to be the same size as that as the uh halfling child in the room. Young Marigold. And Riva just continues to stare at the walls and ceilings. Ceiling singular. <clears throat> she looks around and goes It is very big. It's very mm -hmm. big. That's right. May we conclude this session? We may. <laughs> and I have a homework assignment for you, Reva. She cocks her head to the side. I want you to make a list of things that... I want you to make a list of games and things that you would like to make uh, your time more happy with. I want to, you to think about how you might want to play and enjoy yourself. Can you do that for me? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> good work today. <laughs> good night. Good night. Um, and then that same pink glow fills your vision, uh, and you, then it fades away into darkness, and you fall back to sleep, uh, just as you normally do after these lessons time is spent, but you still get a good uh, short rest in. Sometimes you have dreams. It goes dark, and then it your vision starts to grow red and oh, brighter. No. And then your vision is engulfed by fire. <gasps> and it's all that you can see. <sighs> you hear screams of pain and panic surround you, 
and the sound of rubble crashing and buildings burning. Your eyes start to adjust through the fire, and you can just barely begin to make things out. You see a city of stone on fire, crumbling around you. Figures on the ground level rush out of these buildings and flee in one direction, towards you. You are far above the ground. And then you can see something else in the distance, at the edges of the city. You see a tall spire with a glass pyramid middle top. And standing next to it is a hulking figure whose height reaches the top of the tower. It is backlit by flame, and you can barely make out any features at all. It starts to turn towards you, and as it does so, you can just make out a mask on its face. And through the one eye hole that is facing towards you, you can see a white, gleaming eye. And that white, gleaming eye grows bigger and bigger, until it's all that encompasses your vision beyond the engulfing flame. You start to hear a single note draw out. That of a cello. And it grows louder and louder, and then it stops, and you wake up in your bed. Was that one of Reva's memories? Oh. Oh, I'm going to write that down in my journal. I'm going to draw that all out. Oh, I can't forget that. No, no, no. No, no, no. And that's where we're going to end the session. I'm out of here. (laughs) Oh, Christ. (laughs) God. Gigi, do it. Gigi. Gigi.